When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Hey everyone, welcome to episode 5 of Live from Lockdown 2020. On this episode, I'm joined via FaceTime by my friend Gabby Dunn, who of course you know from Just Between Us, her podcast with Allison Raskin, and Bad With Money, her solo podcast, which she did a live version of at DragCon last year. We had been planning to tape a regular episode for some time, but things took a bit of a turn. <laughs> so anyway... She joined me on this one. We're going to chat again soon. And also, Gabby will be joining me for Movie Club on Foxes. And of course, where do you find Movie Club? Well, you find Movie Club at patreon.com slash Craig and Friends. That's right. That's where Hot Dog Club lives. And Hot Dog Club is who brings you this show. That's right. This show is entirely sponsored by patreon.com slash Craig and Friends, a.k.a. Hot Dog Club. For those of you listening to Live from Lockdown 2020 for the first time, the show is about how we're all doing, how we're all coping, and how we're all getting through this insane time. And to that end, I want to hear from you. We all want to hear from you. So add your comments on wherever you see this posted, Instagram, Twitter, or email me at whimsicallyvolatile at gmail.com with the subject header lockdown feelings and share how you're feeling, how you're doing. And it doesn't matter what your attitude is. All of us are feeling every kind of way right now. So Whatever it is you're feeling, however it is you're feeling, or however little you're feeling, let me know, and we'll talk about it in the upcoming episodes. And this episode, we don't get to any comments from the videos or the emails. However, tomorrow's episode, I'll be diving right back into those. So sit back, relax as much as possible in these strange times, and uh, enjoy. Hey. Hey, Gabby. How you doing? Oh, a mix. How are you? Yeah, yeah, a mix. Uh, this morning was a little bit uh, bouncier, I suppose. I don't know why. You know, you, just, you wake up and for like thirty seconds, you're not thinking about it, and then uh-huh. y- yeah, and then <laughs> and then you open the phone. Yesterday was much more of a mixed bag. No, yesterday was bad for me also. Yeah. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that? I just was crying. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I know. Well, I mean, like this this series started because one one day last week. I put on I weirdly I you know I know that something's going on emotionally when I don't put on music for a long stretch. Oh. You know, like something is going on and it's hard to define exactly what it is, but I think it might be like I'm maybe scared of unleashing some emotions. So I'd been listening to the Gilbert Gottfried podcast, like the entire archive when not working on editing oh. shows. Yeah, like because it's all just about like fun old Hollywood, you know, like rancid jokes etc and also of course howard was off the air on vacation last week and by the way howard's back on this week and it's so insane they're broadcasting via zoom yeah everybody is they're doing all the late night shows via zoom everything i know it's so wild i mean i'm so happy howard's back on but i mean just the sheer bizarreness of the well you know he's having equipment installed in his house but of course he's waiting 72 hours after it's installed for everything to die on the surfaces and all that that's what we're doing, too. Tell us about that. So you, Just Between Us is uh, currently halted in production, but we'll be going back. Well, we recorded uh, when we knew this was happening. We recorded like two months of episodes, basically. Okay, ahead good. Of, ahead of time. We always bank them. Uh, so we've had like, so it's kind of funny. I think we'll only get to talking about COVID in the next like three weeks because it doesn't <laughs> really come up. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's good, though, because, you know, uh, like so I'm doing this thing, which is obviously like a topical daily show. But I right. have I, but I have this archive of shows uh, that I have banked. I, I've always been like that. But I always have like lots of shows in the hopper. Mm-hmm. But I think it's good for us to be able to listen to things that aren't talking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's kind of ominous because you're like, they don't know what's coming. Like, you're listening to it, and you're like, <laughs> oh, my God. You don't even know. You don't even know what's coming. I mean, like, a few weeks ago, two weeks ago, 20 days ago, Allison and I were in uh, New York for a, a branded deal that we were doing. Oh, right. And we were in Times Square, and we were joking, like, ha-ha, like, this is so – we were wearing uh, masks and gloves. 
Yeah. We were like, this is so weird anyway. And like, I just, I flew home two days later. Like I just didn't, nobody was like thinking about it. No, I know. I mean, I ended up staying in London a lot longer than I meant to because I fell ill while I was there. I had a uh-huh. uh, stomach ulcer, which I was still treating with uh, Nexium, et cetera, and then concurrent gastritis, but also I had the flu. And I had the flu on top of the ulcer, and I was on double dosage of the antibiotic to treat the ulcer. So therefore, the flu wasn't going anywhere anytime soon. So I ended up pushing my flight a number of times because I because I was afraid of flying in a compromised position. And I mean, I'm just so thankful that <laughs> that I was. Yeah, I mean, are, you're back in LA. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been back for about 22 days or something like that. But I ended up being in London for over a month. Yeah, probably it would have been better to stay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I don't think so. Not, especially not right now because uh, the UK is being hit really badly i think also because the reaction time not that the u.s reaction time has been wonderful but the reaction time in the uk has been pretty bad oh really i just thought because they have the nhs yeah no no absolutely but i guess they're being overwhelmed i mean every hospital right now is being overwhelmed yeah i'm reading right now like this morning i was reading about trump being like no no well everyone just go back to work (laughs) i know i I just read that too i was like oh oh oh, dear oh fuck It's funny. I mean, it's not funny. It's funny in a sad way that people were like, when he won, everyone was like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, he'll be gone in four years and like nothing bad is going to happen. And then it's like, well, he's literally contributing to people dying. So. Oh, yeah. No, he's absolutely. He's just a monster. He's a monster. Tweeting out like that thing about about taking that medication and then you see people are doing it and dying. Like literally like he should be. He should be tried for manslaughter. Oh, absolutely. He should just be grabbed right now and put in jail. Yep. Sort it out later. Look, I'm not into the carceral state, but I think we should put him in jail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Listen, the exception that proves the rule in terms of the validity of certain philosophies, and he'd be that right. one thing. Yeah, we take care of that. Then we go back to things as... Just as a normal. regular jail. Like, just a, <laughs> a jail, but it's only him. We want to promote quarantining, right? So that'd be perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he complained about the invasiveness of the tests. Yeah, which proves he didn't take it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what the test is comprised of? Uh, I haven't read about what the test is. Of course, it's scary that there's so few tests available. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's just like a swab that goes up your nose. I watched some video of it. I mean, I... I'm I'm on Twitter all the time anyway. Yeah, uh, you're right. Your self care uh, regimen, right? <laughs> yeah, it was bad already. Yeah, and so I also am like a doom and gloom kind of person. So right, I'll predict things. Like I'll be like, they're gonna shut down flights. Yeah, and like the, the person I'm dating will be like, no, they no, they won't. Like they're like a upbeat, like no, and then like today there was I like sent them an article that was like they're gonna. Because I've read and written enough apocalypse fiction <laughs> right. that I'm like, this is absolutely the next thing that's going to happen. And, yeah. and and I think people that haven't are like, no, that would be crazy. And I'm like, have you ever seen a movie? Right. Have you ever seen The Thing? It, we, we share a fondness for that film. And you made a great analogy about The Thing in your book, Bad With Money. And mm-hmm. and we were joking about how we you know we were originally going to be taping a podcast, what like two three weeks ago when I was back from London. Yeah, we uh, decided that you know maybe we could tape a more relaxed episode uh, later on when we're not sitting there wondering which one of us is the thing. And <laughs> <laughs> I know, which is really true. I mean, I at the pharmacy, I was just bugged out by everyone. I had to I had to go to the pharmacy to pick up my prescription. And uh, aggravatingly, I had to go to the doctor's office to have that, well, it's been six months, we need to see you again to make sure that you're okay. Yep. Even though yep. yeah, I've been on the medication for, I don't know, 20, 22 years. Also, I had to go to the pharmacy twice because I neglected to bring my passport with me as I misplaced my license in Australia last year. And uh, I mean, as you can tell, I don't drive that much. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I was just there with, you know, bleach wipes in hand and not touching anything without it. And also just looking at everyone like, I don't want to go down the hallway to bring the trash out. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think the asymptomatic part of it is, is the 
is the weirdest because you're never going to really know who. Right. Who, and also, like, I was trying to do math and, and not to be, again, like, so alarmist, but I was like, okay, so people, if someone gets it today, yeah, they're still contagious for two more weeks, so that's two more weeks. And then if the last person gets it, let's say the last person on earth gets it tomorrow. Yeah. That's still two more weeks. Like, like it's, it's exponentially two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks until what? 2021. Yeah, no, I know. I know. And, uh, you know, we're both big fans of sex and that ain't happening for quite a long time. <laughs> no, I read a really funny, did you read the, did you get an email from the LGBT center that was like, safe sex during COVID or whatever. And again, like I'm like a, like a, a, a nervous person who knows all this stuff. So I was like joking, joking with my partner being like, no one's going to eat ass ever again. And they were like, no, that's stupid. And then what do you know? We get an email from the LA LGBT center. That's like safe sex tips for COVID. And it's like, maybe don't eat ass. And I was like, I'm not crazy. No, like, that's the thing. Yeah. I'm getting my information from like a, a, like I'm, I have read again, like enough disease fiction or whatever to know like what's about to happen. And also most disease fiction, I mean, there's research involved. They don't, a lot of it, you know, there's of things course. that are made up, but yeah, but it's based on things that are, you know, found in fact. And it's also difficult to be a nervous person uh, when you have a mental health issue that you deal with on a regular basis. Yeah, no, I have bipolar disorder, so... Yeah, that's also a little bit like stir crazy. And um, I mean, my therapist is doing remote sessions. Um, yeah. I have truthfully been pretty lax about it, I guess, because it feels weird to talk about any personal problems because who cares? And then it also feels... Well, let, let me just stop you there for a second. I get, I, I get what you mean with that, but I think at the same time, we all have to value our problems and feelings at the same time. Like It's that weird dual thing. Do you know what I mean? Because like every problem is relative to the person, and everyone is in a different situation while being in the same situation. Yeah. I just am like, I know, it's self-deprecating to be like, nobody cares. Uh, <laughs> well right that's what and that's one of those self-defeating uh inner talks that we all have uh most a lot of us have you know what i mean where it does mm -hmm. that even while cutting the show and i'm listening to myself go on and you know that horrible heckler in the back of my mind is like oh you're just going on and who's gonna care like and why you you know that but like it, it's just one of those things we wrestle with on a daily basis i think I think people feel, I think now people want, I mean, I definitely want to hear people talk. Like I want, I put podcasts on, like I want conversations. I yeah. want to hear people discussing stuff, even, even stuff like mostly stuff that doesn't really have to do with what's going on right now, like history podcasts or, sure. um, you know, podcasts that are like two people talking, but it's like recounting the story of. Uh, like I listened to this show called You're Wrong About. Do you know that show? No, I haven't heard it yet. It's good. It's like these two people, they're very smart and they're talking about like things from history and they're saying like, this is what we got wrong about it. Like, oh, okay. they're like, they're like, so for instance, they'll be like, what do you remember about the OJ Simpson trial? And then they'll, they'll say like, oh, it was this and this and this. And then they'll be like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> or like, right, right. They'll be like, what do you remember about like the Monica Lewinsky scandal? And they'll be like, well, this, this, and this. And they'll be like, nope. Uh, so it's like, a... <gasps> what's that? Did you hear that? What is it? I, I don't know. Outside, I just heard, ah, ah, stupid. I think I might have to put the, a voice recorder out in the balcony. Is What do you think happened? Someone stubbed their toe? You know what? I, there's um, uh, landscaping going on outside. They so cut their hand off? They must have. I think they must have <laughs> cut their hand off once again, and now they're down to no hands. Right. Yeah. So, good luck. Good luck going to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, and not only that. I mean, you know, in this economy too, to be sort of like limited in your abilities as a landscaper. I mean, no wonder he's so upset. Glue it back on. Glue it back on. That's right. Yeah. I mean, did you ever see a, a vampire in Brooklyn? There's ways around losing your hand. No, that I have seen <laughs> idle hands though. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Is that another uh, example of people losing their hands and gluing them back on? Not gluing it back on, but it's a movie with Devin Sawa from gosh 
or nineties and Jessica Alba's in it and it's and Seth Green and it's oh. like um this guy's a stoner and he doesn't ever do anything with his life and then he uh his hand gets goes uh his hand becomes like possessed by the devil and then they he cuts his hand off but then the hand goes rogue and starts killing everybody and oh what do you know that there's um, a, there's another movie like that called uh, the hand from 1980 starring michael Caine and written by oliver stone and it's supposed to be like one of the worst movies of all time yeah this one's pretty bad too at one point they <laughs> really wait the wait hand. you said wait you said seth green's in it and it's bad hold on <laughs> he plays a zombie i used to really like it because it's so campy but oh, yeah. one of them one of the things from it that I remember is Devin saw was a stoner and he wears a inhaler around his neck and he, and people think he has asthma, but he just puts weed in it. So listen, you can always get some helpful tips and tricks from even the worst of films. And, uh, Oh, that reminds me, I- I'll send you a link to skate town USA because we're going to be doing it for movie club. Okay. I know you're uh, quite a Swayze fan. Is there a name for that? Like, uh, like the, you know, Manilow fans can be called Fanilos. Is there anything for Swayze fans? No, actually, I've never looked into other people who are interested in Patrick Swayze. I know because I follow his official like Instagram. So I will see like commenters being like, love you or whatever. And they're clearly probably like, like boomers or Gen X people who are just like (laughs) talking, talking as if he reads his Instagram. Yeah, Uh, sure, right. (laughs) But I don't know that there's a there's a name. Well, maybe we can come up with one, you know, maybe you could spearhead the movement. Uh, You can bring your people together. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what we're called. I'll look it up. Hold yeah, on. that's something for Swayze. us to chew on. Listen, <laughs> listeners, uh, let us know what you think because on yesterday's episode, I talked about how on uh, Letterman, Billy Idol said that the drug dealers in New York were referring to their wares by his song title. So, Cocaine was White Wedding, Quaaludes were Rubble Yell. No idea if he was just making it up. So, I put the challenge up. Please let me know what other Billy Idol songs would be good corollaries to various drugs. And these can be. Um, prescribed pharmaceuticals, street drugs, whatever. So hopefully we get some responses on that. Would you want to match a Billy Idol song to a drug? Do you have any thoughts? What were the ones that he said already? So he said uh, White Wedding was cocaine, Rebel Yell yeah. was Quaaludes, and Dancing With Myself, he said, was uh, smoke. I don't know about that, though. I mean, I don't know how Dancing With Myself becomes uh, marijuana. But also he's sniffling throughout the entire thing. It's really... Oh, no. Oh, it's, oh, it's great. I'm really in a, a Billy Idol hole at the moment. And uh, I love watching the interviews. And he's quite smart as well. Like, he's very interesting to listen to. But what were you going to say? Well, I'm looking at his his tracks. Yeah. And I don't... Is Eyes Without a Face, like, ketamine? Like, Ooh, that's... <laughs> yes, that's... Yes, that's very good. That's very good. I mean, from what that's I've heard. Tough. From what I've heard, you know? <laughs> I've never... My friend is doing it as, like, a, a therapy. I think that's wonderful that, that that's being used for that. And I think it's very smart. And how's it working out for them? They said it's helping their depression. Yeah, it's mostly, like... Um, they go in and they get, like, ketamine drips and they, they trip out for, like hours and then supposedly it helps with like depression right it has like a tailwind effect that the the one trip somehow it unlocks some other stuff that um you see the benefit of in the next month or two months yeah i think it like uh, opens something in your in your brain yeah i'm not quite sure yeah i've heard about that i wouldn't know personally I worry. <laughs> i'm like well how do you get how do you not get addicted? But I guess it's like in a doctor's office and it's controlled and... Yeah, and I think ketamine is one of those... Like, people can get addicted to anything, but I don't know if it's one of those things where it's like uh, once you have a hit that you have to have another one kind of thing. Got it. Yeah. Um, But I'm really happy that they're experimenting with this stuff and i guess not experimenting it implementing it and there was some other article i read about uh what using mushrooms or psilocybin for similar things yeah people microdosing people have nothing but time right now just start microdosing yeah exactly listen if you have a good stash that's the other thing i I (laughs) guess uh it'd be kind of hard to do any kind of transactions (laughs) in this uh current era that's true handing off money uh ducking into strange cars. Also, if anyone's doing that, can you really trust the person that's selling it to you because they're taking their life in their hands as well? So think about that. Yeah, you're just leaving your drugs on the table for 72 hours. <laughs> no, right, maybe microwaving them for 20 seconds or whatever myth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, as long as you bleach your drugs, no problem. I've never had 
hot weed, like weed that you <laughs> that you put in the microwave, sounds insane. It does, and I don't think that that actually works. I think that was something I heard on Stern where he was superstitiously microwaving all food that he got from delivery places for 20 seconds. And, uh, but then Dr. Agus, who was on the show today said that food is not how it's being transmitted, which is good because I mean, I've been bleach wiping every uh, piece of everything that comes into my place. How how about you? What's your regimen? And I know that your podcast partner is, is quite an experienced disinfector. She's severe OCD, but she's actually handling, handling it pretty calmly i mean yeah i mean she she i was like you've been preparing for this your whole life uh right right. and she's she's in school now she's she's going to school now to be a therapist so oh that's great yeah so she's doing like online you know her classes moved online or whatever and yeah i think she's like handling it pretty well because she's used to obsessive thoughts whereas like Someone who's like an extrovert who's like goes out and handles their their brain crying uh, with like other with, like <laughs> distraction or like other stuff. Yeah, uh, is having much more of a problem. I I don't really have cleanliness OC you know the way that she does OCD. Yeah. So I'm just like okay now I just like don't know what to do with my time. So I'm like cleaning my whole house, washing my dishes every, every like afternoon. <laughs> like, it's just like, I don't know, but it's kind of interesting because I wonder if we shouldn't have been living this way the whole time. Like, why aren't we all wiping doorknobs? Why aren't we like yeah. constantly washing our hands? Like, I'm like, Oh, maybe like this would have been good to be doing the whole time. Well, I think to a degree, like I think if we were able to, at some point dial, the level of uh, hyper cleanliness back to somewhere between where it was before, where people would just walk out of a bathroom without washing their hands and, you know, and and where we are now, that would be great because um, I think also there's something to be said, right. For the exposure to benign germs, you know, that sort of helped to build up the resistance and all that stuff, because it's, I think there was some study or there's something about kids who are overly, boy in the bubbled essentially that then they can get really sick when they go out into the real world i guess it's kind of true almost right. with, with cultural uh, restrictions you know like when kids are really sheltered and then suddenly they're like in their teens and there's this like shock that peers know all of this stuff and they don't and i think that that's as destructive as um oversaturation the other way too yeah i guess it'll be hard to go back i'm worried like it'll be hard for people to not i wonder you know like when you make fun of your grandparents because they're like so stingy and they're like well i lived through the depression that like stereotype right right so then it's gonna be like we'll be old and like young people will be like why do you disinfect all the doorknobs and we'll be like you don't know what we live (laughs) yeah no i think you're right i think you're right uh, I mean that I, I I'll be talking to other people's children, but uh, uh-huh. otherwise that's very true. Uh, yeah, no, it's really strange to think about, or it's really fascinating, I guess, to think about what the permanent changes are going to be from this era. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I've been trying to not get into too many doom and gloom what ifs. However, like you. I definitely have these thoughts. Sometimes when I'm washing my hands, you know, a lot of us do the best thinking in the bathroom. But um, when I'm like, oh, this is going to happen. Or you read a piece of news and you go, oh, you know what's going to happen? And then fill in the blank. And But it's like this uh-huh. quiet, weird thing where you're like, oh, this is going to happen. Like I remember when I flew back from London, I was on the phone with Jason and I was originally going to stay two more days and he was like, you better get home. And then I started to think about it. I was like, you know, you're right because what if they close the borders or what? And, and I was healthy. And? and Well, and I was healthy enough at that point, right? And so I did and I ended up moving my flight up and got the fuck out of Dodge. Had a whole road to myself, which was very helpful. Uh, and it was so spooky at the airport. I can't remember. You said you flew in the last however long, but uh, what was the airport like when you were there? Was uh, everyone freaking out yet or no? You said that they weren't. No, I flew on the 6th. I flew from New York to L.A. Oh, okay. Well, I had, I mean, this is like, so I was in New York for work on, and and I had a work thing on the 3rd and the 4th at a, at a hotel a brand deal for a makeup brand. Oh, and, yeah. Um, well, congratulations. I'm excited about that. 
Oh, thank you so much. Um, I'm an influencer. Well, oh, hey, no. yeah, <laughs> that's right. I don't know what the odds are that they're gonna, um, that they'll listen to this. They probably won't, but like it was tied to the Olympics, which now might be postponed. Oh, so everything's yeah. going really well. Um, but <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I mean, I'll probably still get paid, but. Um, hey, listen, that's, that's the best part. That's all that matters. But <laughs> so we did this brand thing and um, it was me and Allison and it was very cool. And then I got home or I was staying in a hotel in Times Square oh God, uh, yeah. with uh, the person I'm dating. And then I, I like, it was like midnight and I'm, so I was on the East coast. My parents are in Florida Yeah, and it was like midnight and my dad called and I was like, that's weird. But right. sometimes he's, he can be like very inappropriate. So I was like, oh my God, am I going to pick up? And he's going to be like, you know, what's a weird TV show? And I'm going to be like, he scared the shit out of me. Because <laughs> um, that's like, he just like kind of doesn't think. Sure. So I picked up and and he was like, your mom's in the hospital. She's okay. Like, I was like, well, what? Like he, she had, basically she had a heart attack, which is oh so my strange. God. I'm so sorry, Gabby. It's okay. So that was... So that was the fourth night of the fourth. So at that point, the hospitals weren't full. There was no like COVID stuff. It yeah. was not like, like they were able to go in and out. Like it was not, you know, it was not like a, it was not full. So like literally she, like if she had had a heart attack, like a week later, who the fuck knows? Right. You know what I mean? Like right. it was so, um, like they were able to like call 911, 911 came to the house, brought her to the ER. Like she was treated. She stayed for like three days and then they sent her home. Like she, it was like totally normal. I mean, normal for a heart attack, but it was well, like yeah. totally normal. Like business as usual at the hospital. They took care of her. It was totally fine. They're in Florida, which is like, you know, a ton of old people. Oh yeah. My mom's in Florida. My dad's in Massachusetts and, and they now have to be by themselves because yeah. one was, uh, you know, uh, headed over to Massachusetts. And anyway, and that's a whole new process. I'm going to be talking to my mom on the show about that and my dad, too, because yeah. to be by yourself it, when you're not used to that as well on top of everything. But anyway, like you were saying, I mean, literally, if this was happening now, like my dad wouldn't have been able to be with her. And then there's this whole thing of like, I debated like I'm going to I was like, I, I'm going to fly from New I'm just going to go to Florida. Yeah, right. So like I was going to go to Florida and my mom was like, no. And it wasn't even related to coronavirus. My mom was like, no, you don't have to come here. Like, it's fine. You know, why don't you come visit in, in two weeks? And yeah. uh, so like literally around now, I had tickets that I had to cancel. But she was like, yeah, like so on the seventh, on the on the sixth, she was like, why don't you come here in two weeks and like you'll have more time and you won't have to go back in a couple days and. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay. So I did that. And, um, and like, you know, as of now, it's like, oh, I wouldn't even be able to because maybe I would bring the virus to my parents who are in their 70s and like maybe I would make it worse. Right. So now it's this very weird timing of like, thank God she, this didn't happen now. Yeah. And then I wouldn't have even been able to go there. And like now she's recovering and I still like won't go. I won't be able to go there. And so yesterday's cry fest was like, when am I going to be able to go there? Maybe not for a very long time. I know. I know. I was having some thoughts where uh, I really did try to like distract myself from these because, you know, my dad's 82 and mm -hmm. I was planning to go see them Uh in i don't know a month or something now it all may like I, I can't even remember the dates now because it all seems like uh unreal do you know what i mean it was 20 days ago it was 20 right. days ago that i was like i'll just go to florida and see you yeah yeah i had plans to uh, you know oddly i had a return flight to the uk booked for march 28th because i booked it back in november but obviously, you know, that's like all changed and everything. But um, I still had the ticket there, but I was there for so long. I was like, well, I'm probably not going to come back. But then I had plans to go see my phone. Yeah, like it's a whole, I, I sort of feel like I'm losing my train of thought because you just start thinking about the year as you had it planned. Right. Yeah. And, and like, even if I had flown to see her what you know and i was asymptomatic like it's all very like it's all very uh 
strange. Yeah, and it's it's a it's the never-ending story in terms of like, well, what if this and what if that? And when will I get to go there? Right, I, that's the thing. That's the thing, and I I was thinking about that, and uh, might have getting a little misty-eyed as well because I was thinking about when am I going to see my dad? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. my mom, and um, it's it's freaky. It's really freaky because we don't know when it's. We don't know when things are going to be even approaching normal again. And it's, you know, like even small things that are obviously not as important. And again, like you said before, we had these feelings of like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't say this because it's so silly and stuff. But just things like pride, you know, like uh-huh. like I have uh, a ticket to um, a show that's probably not going to happen. I mean, uh, it's in New York, which is, you know, the epicenter of the epidemic in the U.S. apparently now. And it's being hit very badly. Uh, the Origin of Love show, the Hedwig show uh, in June. Mm. And it's just weird. Like, obviously, you know, I, I can stand missing a show. And I think anyone listening knows that I'm not like, I'm going to miss a show. It's not that. But it's like everything that's tied to it, like pride and going to see this and seeing my friend mm-hmm. Mike and like all seeing my friends, Daniela and Sammy Joe and all the folks in New York. And like, and then that just compounds the feeling of or reminds you that like, when am I going to see them? And uh, it's super freaky or even just how much like queer culture is tied to nightlife oh god yeah absolutely like that's like that's like i you know one of my cry fests was like weirdly about like how all of us uh uh, like going out in west hollywood like when will that ever happen again i know I, i know exactly and thinking about precinct and uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like this haven. Will I and- ever drink at Flaming Saddles ever again? <laughs> you know, it reminded me uh, also, I was thinking about, first of all, you know, like my coming to the queerness realization, you know, is in the last what year and a half to year, whatever. And then being able to experience the freedom of just like making out with someone at the bar, uh-huh. which. Bye, never again. You know, so I long. know, I know. Those days are over. <laughs> like so bad. Yeah, I know. It was really because I remember seeing Christine around Christmas time and it was just like a free for I mean, it was fucking insane. Yeah. And then you think, oh, wait, will a Christine show happen again? You know, Christine, who will grab your phone, lick it and then hand it back to you. Like just mm-hmm. all of these things. It's this endless layer cake of like, oh, wait, what? A, wait, is that going to? Uh, yeah. I think a lot about like the kids, like the little kids that are that are born i'm first of all for many reasons i'm so glad i'm not pregnant i'm happy i'm not pregnant as well so congratulations to us yeah like it's just like kids that are you know four or five right now having memories like what are their what are their memories gonna be like and what are their parents gonna gonna like you know they'll they'll probably be in college like not even thinking about it just like wiping down their phones while they talk to their room you know what i mean like that'll just be like the norm Although, you know, there's another possibility, too, that things will, you know, come back to normal or be better and that they'll have this weird memory of almost like a wartime. Mm-hmm. And much mm-hmm. like people who grew up uh, in World War II, it, and, and it'll be this memory that influences things, but then possibly could provide some kind of um, good thing, like the greatest generation I mean, I don't know. My grandmother was um, in Europe uh, during the Holocaust. And yeah. uh, it definitely, like, so she, So because they had nothing, the result of that was her really valuing wealth and, like, surrounding herself with, like, antiques and paintings and beautiful sure. jewelry and stuff like that. Yeah. So I wonder, like, you know, how it, you know, it manifests in, like, if you had nothing and, like, I was like, you know what? She's earned it. Like, let her have... <laughs> Yeah. Better have all these fancy <laughs> right. things. Right, exactly. So like I don't know, or like are they gonna just be like either they're gonna be really like wiping everything down for the rest of their lives, or they're gonna be like like fuck it. I germs can come all over me, like I'm invincible. <laughs> I feel like I it, don't know. I feel like there'll be like a much more cautionary uh era. And again, yeah, the impact, like you said, on the queer community is really are people going to go to drag shows? I don't even know. Well, the thing is, like, it's so crazy where even the top performers are like, "What's good? what am I going to do now? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, that's insane. Like, it's an entire industry in the concert industry. It's all so fucked up. And, like, films, no one can shoot anything right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, really freaky. I get to be, I'm like, 
oh my god is the entertainment industry over just when i'm like doing well I'm like, this makes sense. <laughs> no but i don't think it'll ever entertainment's always there it's just like prostitution you know yeah but how do you well uh but then again you, <laughs> exactly, speaking of that how do we know fuck well but you know i think at some point there's gonna have to be or there will be a vaccine created right yeah or, I mean, we, or, you know, because we have, we have, sorry to cut you off, we have been kind of trending a little dark and, and that's okay, right? Because that's what the, the whole show is about. But like, uh, there is going to be some kind of thing. And, but the thing is, we don't know when. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah, I mean, scientists and, and doctors are like really doing the most, which is great. Um, They're fully Kurt Russelling it. Yeah, and they and they are, and they're like you know in coming up with stuff, and um and like you know someone will come up with a vaccine for sure. I'm gonna guess it won't be an American, and I wonder you know how much like intercountry squabbling, squabbling or intercountry solidarity there'll be. Oh yeah, sure. You um, went for the positive. I went for the negative. Yeah. Oh yeah, like just in terms of like you know our. Is like China going to want to share it with us or is Trump going to piss someone off? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gee, I wonder if he'll manage to do that. So this is the thing that I I would love your opinion on. The Pete, the Gen Z kids that are going out and doing stuff. Uh huh. The idiots. Sorry. Yes. But but I'm like, what? You know, everything they've been through in their lives, like they were like you know, in elementary school or, or younger when nine 11 happened, yeah. they saw Trump get elected. Like I'm trying to, to be, um, empathetic and be like, what evidence do these like 17 year olds have yeah. that, that life gets better? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, fair <laughs> like, enough. What yeah. evidence do they have that they shouldn't live in the moment? What evidence do they have that anything is going to turn out in, you know, what evidence do they have to think about anything beyond the next 24 hours? I don't know that they have strong evidence. Right. I think they, like, want to die. Like, not consciously, but I think there's, like, I was trying to think about this. Like, I think there's, like, a Gen Z, like, death wish. Really? <laughs> yeah, because what does it matter to them? Like, they, there's no guarantee of jobs. There's no guarantee of, like, it must be harder to like meet people they go on these like unfulfilling app dates like in what you know there's if they want they want to have kids but they're never going to have the financial stability to do so Uh like they do big economy jobs they don't have careers like in what world isn't it worth it for them to just like go party till they die well maybe yeah that's very uh heavy thought uh and uh oh hang on a sec uh sorry just that 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 thought caught me for a second you know what i mean right like what i mean i think if you're like 16 you kind of just are gonna like i mean i'm guessing but i'm sort of like they why would they have any sort of hope well yeah you know but then when i try to square that with those people that i saw in the the spring break video it's so weird because those people just look to me like determined alcoholics. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and that just disturbed me. I was like, you're so dumb. Like, oh, your attitude's going to change when uh, all the people start dropping dead. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they have a very like Mad Max sort of like fuck it idea of like that. I can understand being like, I mean, I, I don't understand it because you could kill other people, but I have like a, I understand the sort of like, well, what am I going to do? Like not, not live my life. Like I, I live every day going to school thinking I'm going to get shot. So what's the difference with this? Yeah, there's that. And then of course I also look at it and I think, is there's just sort of like this weird overindulged in a, in a weird way kind of thing for some of them, because the idea of like, Hey, fuck it. I'm just going to go party. I mean, I'm thinking again about the spring break, uh, people, but like, uh-huh. like also, what's so important about going to a fucking party? There, that also speaks to sort of a lack of, of uh, an intellectual or other life in in a lot of these. Oh people. yeah, because it's long. It's it's. I mean, I think that they are so confronted with death all the time that it's like I think they're just 
I think they're just like traumatized as a generation. But what about the other people who aren't in that generation that are older and want to just pretend that things won't affect them? I think that the the biggest problem we have is just denial. Denial and also uh, specialism or uh, what is it called? Exceptionalism. You know, like, uh, well, I I can do this. And also, if I am infected, then I don't have to behave like the other people who are infected. I think that is a I guess people call it entitlement, but I I think it's a, a much more specific thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody's like, this happens to other people. Right. But- I mean, even even all of us were kind of glib about it, making jokes in January. You know, mm-hmm. like I was joking that the coronavirus resulted in you suddenly wearing cargo shorts, listening to Jimmy Buffett and addressing everyone as, hey, brother, because, you know, right, you right, know right. just because the name you know, was funny, but it like, doesn't sound so funny right now. Right. No, I know. And well, also, it, it I think it suffered from having a, like a funny name, too. Yeah. And, and uh, I don't know if Corona Beer is going to be really doing so well. I would change. I would change our name. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I have some thoughts. Now, do you know about this uh, diet uh, supplement thing from the early 80s, late 70s called AIDS? No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there is actually, I'll play it for you right now. Hold on. No. Yeah. Yeah. It was a chocolate and it it had like some kind of like appetite suppressant in it. Oh, wow. Sorry. My dog is literally snoring right next to me. Buddy. That's a cheerful like fireside dog uh, presence that we need on a show where we talk about doom and gloom. I can hear him. He snores so loud and he's so small and it's so loud. He's a marvel of modern science. Now, this is refried beans, correct? Oh yeah, this is Beans. He is very he he is so loud. Like it's <laughs> I don't understand how that much noise is coming out of this tiny animal. Cherry and Sophie have a similar sized dog named Bowie who has to be in a special area of the house at nighttime, managed to break out of his uh, area. But it's a very comfy area by the way, less than anyone think that they imprisoned the dog and um found his uh found her way, his way. I'm not sure. I wouldn't you know, I don't want to misgender the dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh found their way into my bedroom and woke me up with like the most startling, scary snorting kind of thing. And a very small dog, but really sounded like a rhino. Yeah, very I I mean, I don't know if like his little nasal passages or I think sometimes I'm like cuz he's a really big chihuahua and I keep being like I think maybe you're an abomination. Like, I think maybe you shouldn't. I think because he'll like breathe so hard and I'll be like, I maybe you shouldn't exist. Yeah, like maybe you're breathing for a larger dog. Yeah, like I'm glad you do exist, but I'm also like, oh, like when you see like a pug and you're like, oh, no. I've tried fad diets, powders, pills. Still, my weight's been up and down like a yo-yo until the AIDS plan taught me how to take off weight and help keep it off. AIDS may taste like a candy, but AIDS contains one of the most effective appetite suppressants you can buy. And there's no stimulant in AIDS that could make you nervous. With AIDS, I ate less, so the weight came off. To help keep it off when I sometimes want things loaded with calories, AIDS helps put me in control. Let the AIDS plan teach you how to take off weight and help keep it off. Try peanut butter AIDS. Oh my god. Try oh no. Pe- try peanut butter AIDS. Oh no. Oh my good god. <laughs> but listen, oh, no. yeah, I know. So there that and that company went out of business. Yeah, huh? surprisingly, shockingly, somehow they didn't really stick around. I'm not sure why. I mean, it seemed like a <clears throat> seemed like they had a solid product, right? So I don't know what happened there. Yeah. And wow. uh, yeah, that's wild. There's more commercials too. I'll, I'll be playing more of those as this series goes on. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Back to the uh, online therapy thing. You were saying that you were grappling with feelings of, uh, I shouldn't be saying this, like kind of a self-deprecating thing. Do you want to get back into that and just talk a little bit more about how therapy has been uh, since the beginning of this crazy era? I haven't gone since this broke out. I've been avoiding it. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been avoiding it. I kind of, I, I, I do a thing of like, well, I already know what she's going to say. Oh, um, right. But I think, I think, and like, I'm like, it's not going to help. But I think, I mean, I don't know. Are you going to FaceTime therapy? No, listen, I, I was going to say, but I didn't want to cut you off again. I just wanted to say, listen, you're not going to get any judgment from me because I'm not currently in therapy. Uh, I need to, oh. uh, yeah, I need to do that. I need to do that. Yeah. yeah. As we've discussed in a couple texts. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So uh, if there's, uh, and uh, if you have the, uh, 
sorry, this is weird for me because every time I I I, I uh, run into the brick wall, doing a daily show is a new thing for me, mm-hmm. and, and it's very strange. And also having just woken up, but that's okay. Like that's see, that's what I have to do. I have to tell myself like, hey, stop being so hard on yourself. You know, you're doing yeah. you're doing a daily show, and we're talking about something that's like a you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, I, um, anyway, any fun for maybe I'll just leave that whole thing in because it's it's good to hear that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, if you have any referral or anything like that for a person, uh, I mean, I know I should just be able to see. This is the other thing. Then I go, oh well, I should just look it up myself, and then I get like. Well, my uh, therapist is my therapist is uh, is good. She's like a queer therapist. Sometimes she yells at you, which is nice. Like <laughs> he really like um, I'll be like hard on myself or like try. I'll be like get on myself about like why aren't you normal and blah blah blah, and then she'll be like. You're like she'll yell like you're queer, god damn it! Like she's very <laughs> oh, I love dead. that. Oh my god, like, I love she's, that. She's this butch lady, um, and so and then it turned out like I was talking to some friends uh, across the country and in our group chat, and they we realized that we all have butch lesbian therapists. Yeah, and we were like, that seems right. Like that's <laughs> that tracks. That's what, that's what we need to be doing. That's who you need to have as a therapist, I think. Oh, that's a fair point. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, if you would uh, send me that contact info, uh, and if yeah. she's doing online uh, sessions, then that would be that would be wonderful. Yeah, because it's is. it's overdue. I need I need I need to do that. Yeah, but I've been avoiding it. I have to do it. Last night, I I was up really upset, and I was like, maybe that maybe like I sh- I have to go to therapy. <laughs> right, right, and you know it's funny too, it, and it's good to point out how these thoughts come back because you're one of the most vocal proponents of therapy and uh, getting treatment for issues, et cetera, that I know. And even still, you can go through this thought process. I'm avoiding it. Yeah. But I think it's good to point that out to folks too, because I think a lot of people listening grapple with that idea, you know, or grapple with the avoidance. (sighs) I'm just like, what is she going to say? She's going to be like, how are you? And then I'm going to be like, terrible. But like, honestly, (laughs) that's, that's helpful. Like you yes. have to think about that as helpful. No, absolutely. And and this series is really about that too, right? Because like I, I think I I uh, cut myself off earlier, but what prompted this whole thing was I had been avoiding listening to music and yeah, and and not not even being conscious of it. I mean, I kind of started to go, why am I not? And then it was just like, don't think about that. Let's not think about that. Let's edit another show. And by the way, to your point earlier about podcasts that aren't about the current uh times coming up soon land insider part two plus rusty egan from uh, visage yeah. and so many more and uh, that's coming up soon in the regular episode and of course you can hear a lot of great shows with gabby and allison on just between us and mm-hmm. also gabby's podcast bad with money because we're gonna have to figure out how to handle our money especially now in these oh, yeah. times right yeah so um anyway i put on uh todd rundgren's bang on the drum all day that song is a piece of magic. It's so fucking weird. It's a bizarre song. but And it's so simple and goofy that it always triggers a certain uh, emotional response in me, which is kind of one of giddy, glee, and just excitement and happiness. And uh, I put it on, and about uh, as soon as the drums came in, I burst out into absolutely uncontrollable sobbing that I haven't uh-huh. experienced. I haven't experienced that since my cat passed away a few years ago. And, uh-huh. and it was really, and I couldn't stop it. Not that I was trying to either, because I am a big believer in the power and uh, uh, healing effect, uh, or therapeutic effect rather, of crying. I love to cry, yep. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think like you're like this too. Like if you uh, crying in a movie or crying at a concert, if we ever get to see one again, which we will, uh, uh, it, it's like one of the greatest things. Yeah, uh, yeah. But this this was really, and it was a cathartic cry. But I was really overwhelmed by it because then it took me like forty minutes, maybe an hour, and I was listening to the rest of the album. And then I, I held on to this song called Chant. I actually played Bang on the Drum all day about eight times in a row because I was like, of course. yeah, I was like, I need this. Is, I need this. So that's what made me uh, put the recorder on and just sort of barf my feelings out, which I think is so important because doing the show, you know, uh, I'm reading comments and uh, emails and all sorts of things from folks. We've been talking about the heavy things on this episode, right? But mm-hmm. I, I feel really good. Like I was so happy that when I woke up, after the 32nd grace period where I was like, what am I going to eat? And ooh, like, I think I have movies and like, whatever. And then it, yeah. was, and then it was like, whoop, and, oh, and then I thought, oh, wait, wait, oh, this is great. I'm going to talk to Gabby in an hour. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and we're going to talk about this stuff, and we're going to talk about it together. And then other people are going to listen, and then maybe they'll have thoughts on it, and they'll let me know what their thoughts are. And so I'm really, uh, truly, truly thankful to be able to do this. And also, honestly, to, to be able to do this with you. I'm really thankful that you were able to talk, and maybe we'll talk again on this series. And Yeah, totally. I'm, I think it's good that you're doing a daily show. Thank you. And like, as you know, I'm, I'm a workaholic anyway. But, yeah, but, but, but you give yourself purpose. No, that's the thing. That's the thing. And uh, it's funny, though, because at the same time, I have to be mindful of my tendency to drive myself into the ground with work. Yep. This is something that really um, was made very clear during my ordeal in London because I wasn't taking care of myself, you know, and I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a develop an ulcer, uh, blessed with an ulcer, whatever. I get into the whole story of what happened. Then it was a whole process and a whole thing. Uh, but in another episode, I think for Hot Dog Club, which by the way, I'd like to mention this episode, like every episode of this series is brought to you exclusively by Hot Dog Club. Now, if you're a company that, <laughs> that want, if you're a company that wants to sponsor this show, they're not going to argue with that, but it is exclusively brought to you by Hot Dog Club. And also, if you want to become part of Hot Dog Club, be one of the people that makes this show happen, go over to patreon.com slash Craig and Friends. There are various reward tiers, and there's also just a dollar donation option. So you could do that. Anyway, back to what I was saying, uh, if I can remember where we were. Um, oh, right, overwork. But uh, I've just been making sure that I sleep enough and that I just, as soon as I get up, boom, get ready. And just go into it. Now, what are you doing in terms of uh, like self-care for distractions? And I find that distraction is almost the wrong word because distraction, Uh I I think distraction minimizes it. It's just like when people say escape. Well, yes, things are an escape. I think that they're much more valuable than that. So I want to know what you're doing to make yourself feel better. Um, I mean, I've been watching a lot of TV. Um, I have stuff that I'm I'm supposed to be working on. That's overhanging out with the therapy appointments in that other pile, right? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, it's funny, like things that are still, um, like do like, like, uh, you know, people like stuff that I'm writing and then they're like, so can you have this by end of day Wednesday? And I'm like, where's everyone going? (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. I know exactly. Like, oh, this is urgent because why, what you guys are going to have a meeting in the office or something. Yeah. So, but I understand wanting to keep like the normalcy so yeah sure i've been i've been doing um i did like a game i did like a video game thing with some friends